Hello and welcome to the Minimum Competence episode for Tuesday, February 28th, 2023. I'm your host for today, Andrew Leahy, a tax and technology attorney from New Jersey. In today's episode, we have SCOTUS looking skeptically at the Identity Theft Penalty Enhancement Act, the Equal Rights Amendment being heard by the Senate Judiciary Committee, and Column Tuesday, where I regale you in sound with what I have already subjected folks to in writing and cajole you to read my column on Bloomberg. Let's strap in and blast off to Planet Legal News. The U.S. Supreme Court is likely to narrow the scope of the Identity Theft Penalty Enhancement Act, a law that allows federal authorities to add aggravated identity theft charges in cases such as healthcare fraud. The Identity Theft Penalty Enhancement Act is a U.S. federal law that was passed in 2004 as part of the Comprehensive Identity Theft Prevention Act. The law makes it a crime to knowingly transfer, possess, or use a means of identification of another person without lawful authority during and in relation to certain other felony crimes. The act also provides for enhanced penalties for identity theft when it is committed in connection with other crimes, such as terrorism or drug trafficking. In particular, the law imposes a mandatory two-year prison sentence for aggravated identity theft, which is the use of another person's identity during the commission of a felony. The law's primary aim is to deter identity theft and to protect consumers from the negative consequences of identity theft, such as financial loss, damage to credit scores, and loss of privacy. During arguments at the Supreme Court this week, several justices expressed concern that the law is too broad and could trap innocent people. The case itself centers around David Dubin, who was charged with healthcare fraud for overbilling Medicaid and convicted of aggravated identity theft for using a patient's name in submitting the fraudulent bill. Dubin argues that the term use in the statute was interpreted too broadly by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit. The Equal Rights Amendment is set to be heard by the Senate Judiciary Committee, with the Federal Appeals Court also preparing to rule on the controversy over the ERA. The amendment guarantees equal treatment under the law on the basis of sex, which ERA supporters say would compel states and federal agencies to revisit policies affecting women. The ERA has been in legal limbo since Virginia became the 38th state to approve it four decades after Congress set the deadline for ratification by states. There is disagreement among ERA supporters as to whether Congress, the courts, or the executive branch could provide the best way forward. Democrats would need 60 votes to overcome the filibuster in the Senate, but have only a handful of Republicans to join the 51 senators who caucus with them. Republicans largely oppose the ERA, while ERA supporters are suing to challenge the validity of the deadline set by Congress. New documents have been revealed as part of Dominion Voting System's $1.6 billion lawsuit against Fox News, which claims the network deliberately spread false information during the 2020 U.S. presidential election. The papers allege that Fox News chair Rupert Murdoch said Sean Hannity, Janine Pirro, Maria Bartiromo, and former host Lou Dobbs promoted falsehoods about the presidential election being stolen. Murdoch admitted in a deposition that some of his top hosts were pushing election lies to his audience, but rejected that Fox News as an entity endorsed former President Donald Trump's election lies. The documents also suggest that the business model of Fox News is not based on informing its audience, but rather on feeding them content that keeps them happy and watching. The network rejected the allegations, saying that they violated the First Amendment. And hey, look, it's my column. So some billionaires are using Roth IRAs to avoid paying taxes on billions of dollars in appreciation. A Roth IRA provides a tax benefit at the time of withdrawal, not contribution, and growth in Roth IRAs is tax-free. For conservative investors, index funds and bonds are common choices, but for those interested in sheltering growth, higher-risk investments are used. The so-called backdoor Roth IRA uses the lack of income restrictions on traditional IRAs, allowing higher earners to get more money in a Roth than they otherwise could. Billionaires gain an advantage over the middle class by combining the backdoor Roth IRA with access. 
If you could obtain preferential treatment in purchasing shares of a company for pennies or less using your retirement account, you can obtain huge swaths of startups at the ground floor and bet on one or more of them taking off. When one of them is a success and skyrockets in value, you can sell your interest tax-free under the auspices of your IRA. It is worth noting, of course, that average Joes like you and I do not have access to these cheap shares. Billionaires use Roth IRAs to turn traditional retirement accounts into an empire-building Roth, which requires that access to stock options that aren't available to the general public. The fix for this massive loophole is to set stricter income caps, limits on appreciation, and tailor-made tax on Roth IRA withdrawals beyond a certain threshold to avoid billionaires from using Roth IRAs as multi-generational estate planning. In case it isn't clear from my tone, none of the aforementioned should be used as some sort of amoral tax planning advice. And with that, thank you so much for listening to Minimum Competence, your daily news podcast for lawyers. If you're looking for more than Minimum Competence, links to further reading on all the topics, including my column, are in the show notes. If you have any questions or story suggestions, find us on Mastodon on the esq.social instance. I'm at Andrew, and my co-host Gina is at Gina. Reviews go a long way towards helping new listeners find our show. If you have a moment and can leave a rating or review on your podcast player, we'd appreciate it. And if you know someone that might be interested in a story we cover, consider sending them the episode. Minimum Competence is part of the ESQ Cast network of podcasts and streams on esqstream.com. We'll see you back here tomorrow. And until then, pay your taxes and eat your vegetables. Maybe take a walk. Make sure you're drinking enough water. You'll be okay.